1: It is a dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound. And to kick off a brand new week a day late, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Us,
0: Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, tanned, rested, and ready, back and better than ever. Honorary, honorary general manager. Perhaps the greatest man in the history of mankind, Joey Chestnut.
1: Oh yeah, we'll have to listen to the highlight as he set a new world record hot dog eating. How can he be getting better at that? As he gets older. Like LeBron James with eating hot dogs. Um, I blew off two fingers and lost an eye. So if you've been keeping track over the years, when we come back over 4th of July, I've lost 37 eyes and about 90 <laughs> fingers over, hey, the, years. over the years. Thank goodness for the finger donor program in your county. Yeah. yeah. Big finish. Crank her up, Michael. This is an information party. If you didn't come to party, don't bother knocking on my door.
0: It's a high standard.
1: Um, I think this is the first, fi- is the fourth of July in my life that I did not set off any fireworks of any kind of my mm-hmm. own purchased fireworks. I think it's the first time ever. Too tinder dry, huh? No, I was just, we uh, we traveled when we were uh, flying around and going various places and I just wasn't home. So ah. I don't think I've ever traveled on fourth of July in my entire life. Hmm. It's always seemed like a home holiday for me. So uh we uh one of our stops, so we watched the fireworks in San Diego, which I'd never done from like right by the water, and that is the best fireworks display in America. And if you have not been and checked it out, make that a high priority to do so because it was freaking awesome. And the setting is just amazing. Yeah. So
0: it's great. Except for what was it, was that like
1: four or five years ago when all the fireworks went off at once? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Whoops. That was a mistake. Um but what was <laughs> But we learned from it. So we went out on our friend Dave's boat uh, early, and we were out in the water, and we watched the Navy SEALs do their thing where they jump with the American flags and stuff like that. And very, very cool. And very patriotic. And lots lots of American flags and lots of patriotic music and all that sort of stuff. And cheering our soldiers and stuff like that. And it's so different from where I live. And it just... And it just you know it just reminded me there are plenty of pockets, if not half or more of the country where patriotism and the u s flag is still okay, as opposed to you know if you open up the Washington Post or the New York Times on Sunday, it was all op eds about the symbol the the national anthem should we really be singing that and the American flag is it time for a new flag? I mean it's just all that sort of stuff right in your you know your major media of uh just kind of a shrinking shriveling, cringing, embarrassed to be us sort of thing. And then to be around people who were cheering, you know, uh, soldiers who are trained to kill others with American flags was awesome. Yeah, not just people, but
0: droves of people, counties full of hundreds, millions of people. Well, as we know, the media looks at the the America haters through the telescope, the, the normal way you use a telescope. Then it flips it around to look at those who are patriotic and love America, and it, it minimizes it. it. It turns it into a tiny fraction of what it was, as usual. It's like yeah, we were talking before we went on vacation. There are a number of topics where the reality is
1: wildly
0: different than than the media scape reality.
1: Right. So now, like the Washington Post, what was the most recent? Oh, so Mother's Day. So if I'm going to read op-eds in the Washington Post, it's going to be about, should we really call it Mother's Day? It's birthing. What do they call Birthing people. Now? Birthing people. And, Day, and yes. And, and, and articles about how it's really wrong, the, the, the patriarchal family and the family structure is wrong and that sort of stuff for Mother's Day. And get to Fourth of July, it's all about how the, the flag and the national anthem are wrong. And it's just, uh, uh, some of our leading um, uh, news outlets are so out of step with everything. It's just amazing.
0: That didn't go on when I was a kid. You know, I consider myself a bit of a wordsmith, a crafter of the English language, but I just, I, I hate you, you suck. Is all I can come up with. <laughs> I just you suck so bad. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. You yeah. suck. Yes, this beautiful, incredible experiment in self governance has fallen short of its its uh, its goals and is imperfect. Of course it is, but man, we're trying like crazy. And please do sight for me the Valhalla, the, the 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 Wonderland, the utopia where they're getting it exactly right. Please, you have the
1: floor. So, Great Britain is opening up today. England is opening up. They've been wearing masks inside and out all this time. They're Oh, what's, what's all this? <laughs> so they're uh, they're ending their mask mandate, among other things, with cases, hospitalizations, and deaths all still rising. Oh boy, they're uh, they're pulling back. Because um, they just feel like it's time, and they got to get their economy going at some point. So
0: now, uh, correct me if I am wrong the the rise is at levels that are a tiny fraction. Oh, yeah. of the, the height of the thing. Oh yeah, but yeah, it yeah. is concerning. You know, I am not whistling past the graveyard. So
1: you are not still talking about the Delta vi- uh, variant, are you? Wow, are you yesterday's news? <laughs> it's all about the Lambda variant. What the Lambda variant?
0: We skipped right over like uh, what's the G one? Gamma.
1: Fears arise that Lambda COVID-19 variant from Peru may be resistant to vaccines. I don't know. That sounds
0: like clickbait
1: to me. Yeah, I did some research on it. There's. It's like when other variants have come on the scene. They don't have proof that it's not. Ah, uh, right. So they have to go with could be. Which is right. a little misleading, right? No proof that squirrels don't carry the
0: COVID nineteen and could kill your family,
1: right? Uh, but it is emerged in Peru last August and is now being blamed for the country having the highest pandemic death rate in the entire world. Yikes. It definitely spreads faster than any of the other var- variants. Whether or not it uh, kills more people, well, it does kill more people by spreading because faster. It might- Yep. but whether or not individually, if you get it, if it's worse, or if it's resistant to the uh, vaccines, that is c- certainly not known at this point. But they do have the highest death rate in the world, and it has spread to thirty other countries already. So yeah. that is that is the one we got to keep an eye on: the lambda variant. One thing that's indisputable is there could be another nasty chapter in this. Sure. I don't think anybody. disagrees You know, disagrees I read that. that and I thought, boy, did we? Did I? Did we? Did we all just exhale a little early? before the, the variant that spreads around the world lightning fast that you can't stop with the vaccine hits. Uh, I hope not. Uh, part of that I was reading in some old uh, literature. I was reading Mrs. Dalloway by Virginia Woolf, which was right after the 1918 pandemic. So that gets referenced a number of times. And, ah, yes. and that had hit the world, then receded. And everybody thought, well, that was pretty rough, wasn't it? Then it came back with a vengeance and killed 60 million people worldwide. So, you're
0: saying perhaps we exhaled too long, but Jack, don't we have to exhale before we inhale again to hold our breath? He says, as if that's somehow wise. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, your, your headline of the day, by the way, we can't bury this lead Unexpected Penis Royals Koreatown. Stay with us. Live team coverage.
1: Which Koreatown?
0: Uh, L.A. Okay. Yeah. Well, although it could have happened in any Koreatown around America. The threat is real. Stay with us.
1: One more thing on the pandemic. Um, There was a a guy who really, really didn't want to put on his mask yesterday getting on the plane. And I thought, oh, man, I'm going (laughs) to be one of those planes. I'm going to be I might be my YouTube video. It might be from my phone. That makes I mean, he was angry and large. Dude was huge. I'm guessing 683 bills easy and angry about wow. being told to put on his mask. Mm. And uh, he was on the phone with somebody and yelling about uh and I actually gave him the thumbs up at one point. Oh boy, <laughs> encouraging oh, but not him, not helping. <laughs> he was he was the last guy on the plane, and uh, several people had told him to put his mask on, and he just ignored him. And he was on the phone loudly on purpose, so everybody could hear him sure. talking about how stupid it was to wear masks. He said, "They're all about the science when they made us put the masks on, but apparently science doesn't matter now that the now." And that's when I gave him the thumbs up. I said, "I'm with you, dude." <laughs> <laughs> He said, "You're with me." I said, "Yeah, I'm with you." Although I had my mask on. Oh boy! I don't want to get kicked off the plane. But I thought this this guy is this is going to be one of those eight stewardesses uh, wrapped no. around his legs trying to bring him down, sort of situation. But oh. he he calmed down. He wore the mask. He wore it like the chin diaper. As they call it on South Park, he didn't put it up over his nose or mouth, but he kind of did it enough. He did it enough that he didn't get <sighs> kicked off the plane, and he did it enough that the stewardesses who were afraid of him could claim in their own minds right. that they'd gotten him to comply. That's an odd compromise, <laughs> though, is. if you think of it. Yeah, It really is. It Sir, happen. we're going to need you. To, getting back to the Courier
0: Town sketch uh, story, rather. Sir, you need to cover your genitals. How about I pull my pants up to my knees? <laughs> So you can claim he put his pants on, yet I still show my genitals. All right, we can agree. <laughs> Come
1: on! Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. On this Tuesday, July 6th, we do have a lot of news to catch up on. It's the year 2021. where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. Let's begin the show officially now, according to FCC rules and regs. Here we go at
0: Mark. I just didn't know what to do at the time. There's a lot of damage to the facility.
1: explosion in Los Angeles, so they is that what happened there, Michael? They confiscated a whole bunch of explosives from a guy, uh, and uh, as they were trying to set them off, um, it, it hurt a bunch of people. Damaged we're going to have a
0: controlled explosion of the fireworks. No one's in danger. Well, it turns out there were more than they thought or more powerful than the coppers thought.
1: Yeah, well, more on that
0: story later. How
1: does mailbag
0: look? Oh, it's outstanding. Really good, really good. Folks have been uh,
1: working over vacation, unlike me. Yeah. Yeah, we have a lot to catch up on. I've notes going clear back to last—no, not last. We we're off all last week, like uh, the, the week and a half ago.
0: So I have um, nothing. I've been blind drunk for ten days. I don't even know what day it is.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. Of course, I'm working one-eyed with only a few fingers. So all that—all that on the way. Our text sign is four one five two nine five KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: So man Biden bombed uh, uh, Syria and Iraq a little bit over the weekend. Uh, Last week while we were gone, um, Iran was... Mounting drone attacks against our troops and allies, so we uh, did a little bombing and I got to believe at least a little of it was to uh, to let the the good uh, the, the bad people of Afghanistan know eh, we're still in that region and can still bomb people whenever we feel like it uh, if you're wondering uh, huh. we'll talk more about Afghanistan coming up here in a little bit as that uh, we pulled out of the big Air Force Base we're leaving haven't gotten all the translators out yet that that story goes on. And the plan sounds
0: awful weak to me, but we can discuss that at length in a bit. That among other topics, including our headline story, Unexpected Penis, Royals, Koreatown. Stay with us. Mailback. Oh, right. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. To,
1: and it's yeah. your own format. You interrupted the format after 20 years. I know. I know. All right. I know. <laughs> I just, I don't know.
0: Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day. <laughs> Going back to the always productive well of Thomas Sowell. The feeling that the government should do something has seldom been based on a comparison of what actually happens when government does and when it does not do
1: something. It's so clearly true, and uh, why it's not more discussed, I don't know. Why, why we never weigh in on any of these projects after they've been running for a while and say, hey, how did that work? Nobody ever does that. It's like some some idiotic sitcom where every time the
0: the wife says, do something, the husband punches somebody in the face. But she just keeps saying, do something, because it's the catchphrase. Mm. But it never ends well. You know, speaking of soul, I just absolutely love this quote. Do racists care whether someone black is married or unmarried? If not, then why do married blacks escape poverty so much more often than other blacks if racism is the main reason for black poverty? He asks. Interesting question. Thomas Sowell last time. That's he did. Yeah. Mailbag. Uh, this is uh, Aileen Anonymous uh, commenting on a story we did just before we took vacation that the city of San Francisco, I think, where was it? Seattle, has this enormous budget for porta-potties for bums and junkies, and it costs them $100,000 a year for a porta-potty. Well, Aileen writes, I'm a public school teacher. I'm paid half of that. So I'm not half as valuable as a stinky, dirty porta potty. Wow.
1: Yeah, I got sure. some uh, tales from the world of homeless coming up later. Mm. Let's see. Here's a note from Chris. This
0: reminds me of this meme of when Bill Maher says, "You're no better than people of the past. You just came later." Newer generations always think they're smarter than the previous. And here's uh, here's the meme. If you think you're smarter than the previous generations, 50 years ago, your vehicle's manual told you how to adjust the valves. Today, it reminds you not to drink the fluid in the battery. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now that's funny. And true. It is true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. What was the example of that I heard just last night? S- some, some, some crazy thing like that. But, yeah, the, uh, the, but that's a lawyer thing. Sure. Yeah,
0: that's that's true. That is a good point. Although young people are uniformly stupid. We can all agree <laughs> on that. No, I kid. I actually just had a wonderful visit among the many family coming and going through our house uh, over the last week or so. Uh, little D was home for a few days. Uh, my 21 year old. Oh, man. So great to see her. She's my buddy. Anyway, uh, moving along. Yesterday, July 4th, we went to SeaWorld San Antonio, right? San Antonio, Dave, to do a few rides, come home, blah, blah, blah,
1: blah. I, too, went to a SeaWorld to watch them uh, abuse killer sharks for our entertainment, (laughs) according to people. Killer killer whales. Killer whales. Do do they have killer whales
0: anymore? Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I saw them with my own eyes. uh, you're, You're Erica. Absolutely nearly every man, woman, and child was unmasked. Tens of thousands, uh, maybe 100,000 outside-of-park employees. I'd say under 100 people were wearing, wearing masks. Uh, people are done with restrictions, he writes. Oh, ta, ta, ta. Paolo, between COVID vaccination and immunity from natural infection, we're likely not terribly far from herd immunity. Most of the unvaccinated comprise the population least at risk. The last remaining boogeyman in this story is the variant from hell. The longer COVID's kicking around, the higher, we hope, negligible probability that the variant from hell emerges. Uh, maybe we should just, uh, call that the VFH in the future, because that's what we're all keeping an eye on.
1: Yeah. Which might be that uh, Lambda variant. Or might uh, not. You know, I should give him credit.
0: His title, his t- subject line is Surge to Purge the Scourge. That's well pretty good. Played. Well well played. So I yeah. don't
1: I don't remember. Remember when the Blackfish, I think, was the name of that documentary that came out? About mm-hmm. the orcas and how they were abusing them at SeaWorld? And I remember it got may, may a lot of attention and everything like that. For some reason in my mind, I thought that they stopped doing that. But then I went and watched it and paid a great deal of money. Me and the kids to watch uh, orcas jump in the air and uh, flip around and stuff. They got dolphins doing that too, still, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. So, but what? What? I'll have to revisit that. Somebody yeah. remind me. What, what, was, what was I supposed to be horrified about? It seemed very charming, and we all cheered and laughed and had a good well, time. I, they're enormous beasts held guess, in uh, watery cages. It's horrible, if you think about they it. Very, so don't think about it. They looked very happy, and they ate an awful lot of mackerel. So. <laughs> mm, uh, mackerel. Af- Afghanistan, among other topics on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. look at the security situation, it's not good. The loss of terrain and the, and the rapidity of that loss of terrain has, has to be concerning. One, because hope actually matters and morale actually matters. And so as you watch the uh, Taliban moving across the country, uh, what you don't want to have happen is that the people lose hope.
1: So, um, we're talking about Afghanistan and how the Afghan forces are uh, surrendering in droves, are running across the border, Taliban is grabbing land like crazy. That was General Scott Miller,
0: the U.S. Afghan commander, by the way, with a realistic view of the
1: situation. More on that in a second. A couple of things I need to tease for you. I have, among other things, uh, what is supposed to be the funniest joke of all time. Hmm. Wow. I just Googled funniest joke ever because uh, my kids are wanting to hear jokes. So I just Googled funniest joke ever and I came across some nominees. And some of them aren't that funny, but the funniest one is pretty funny. So Plus, I've, been, up.
0: I've been uh, mentioning that an unexpected uh, male unit has roiled Koreatown in LA. Uh, it is, it's, it's a funny headline. It may be a. A sign of things to come as transgender folks are appearing more and more in places women don't expect to see male junk. Ooh, so stay with us. Wow.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it was crazy. There was a riot. Also, uh, a Russian group. Was it Russia, Joe Biden? Because if it was, you said something was going to happen. A Russian group with another giant ransomware attack over the weekend. we got to talk about that later. But first, let's hear from Jennifer Griffin a little more on Afghanistan. The Taliban now control the northern passage and border crossing to Tajikistan, where the U.S. just spent $40 million to create a customs crossing point for the Afghan government. Now the Taliban have a source of revenue to fuel their insurgency. The Pentagon is now negotiating with Uzbekistan, north of Afghanistan, to serve as a drone base in the region. Now that the U.S. does not have the use of Bagram Air airfield north of Kabul in terms of the thousands of Afghan translators and their families that the US promised visas who have been facing death threats from the Taliban for their past work with the US government congressman mccall says the US is negotiating with kazakhstan to serve as a base for them to wait while the US processes those visa requests yeah well that negotiating better happen really fast i would say Beautiful
0: Kazakhstan. Just cool your heels there for the three years it takes us to go through the paperwork.
1: Over the weekend, more than 1,000 Afghan soldiers fled into Tajikistan, as Taliban extends control. Tajik officials say the influx was the third wave of Afghan soldiers to flee into Tajikistan in recent days in the fifth in two weeks according to the BBC the uptick in violence prompted the top u s commander in Afghanistan to warn that the country could slide into a chaotic multifaceted civil war and face very hard times oh it will and it yeah will. that 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 was him like putting the most positive spin by saying it could that was the most positive spin he could put on it. It is about to like by the end of the week be in a full scale civil war m- multi layered And and maybe there's no way to leave the country without that happening. Uh, Joe and I were talking during the commercials how we're uh, you know we're uh, of of mixed feelings about this. Sure, Captain Ambivalent, reporting
0: for duty, sir. I, on the one hand, don't want some sort of haven for Al Qaeda type groups, but that's leavened with how expansionist and anti-West and active is Al Qaeda these days because we've reduced our footprint in the Middle East so much over the last several years. So do we need to worry about that in the same way that we used to? I don't know. Do we need the strategic uh, resource of uh, Bagram Air Force Base? Well, apparently not, or at least the Biden administration doesn't think we do. Is Afghanistan fundamentally different from any other hellhole on Earth in which uh,
1: Muslim fundamentalists ooch about? I'm not sure. That's my argument. There are lots of hellholes on Earth that are just horrors. And we don't ever talk about them, or think about them, or read about them. We just don't. Yeah, and there are plenty of fundamentalist Muslims there. Yeah.
0: So, is the unfolding tragedy in Afghanistan being, going to be excruciating to watch, even from a distance? Yes. Uh, will it be uh, oh, just unthinkable for the Afghan people? Mm, yeah, probably. Oh yeah. But I don't. I just don't know. Do we continue pouring trillions of dollars into an unsolvable problem?
1: So, I still don't understand why uh, some president, and there have been four presidents dealing with this, couldn't have at some point said, hey, look, we're giving up on the whole idea of making it a nice country, but we're going to keep a military base there. I still don't understand why we couldn't have done that. That seems pretty self uh, simple, easy to understand, and, and reasonable. Um, let's hear, there's one more thing on this. Trey Gowdy had something to say on this. Uh, clip 21 there. Let's hear that. It's the old adage. I mean, we're welcome to stop fighting, but that doesn't mean the war is over. And we need 750 people to protect our embassy in the airport. And and you want to tell me that the country is thriving and safe for translators and Afghan women? I mean, 750 soldiers to protect our embassy? Uh, This is what my my fear and my heartbreak is explaining to the American sons and daughters who lost their lives and their limbs and part of their, their youth in that country. What was it for? What what was it for?
0: See, I think that's a terrible argument, and I love Trey Gowdy. We had a war in Afghanistan where we crushed al-Qaeda. We we hunted down Osama eventually. We uh, bashed up the Taliban. We made it infinitely clear that they can't harbor al-Qaeda. Then we thought, wow, to prevent them coming back, we're going to build a reasonable facsimile of a modern country. That failed. It did not work. So what did those American lives mean? They meant a hell of a good try at something that turns out to be undoable.
1: And it's a damn shame, but that's reality. Yeah, but we knew it was undoable a long time ago. I mean, yeah. that's, that's where Trey Gaudi has got a really good point. We knew, we knew we weren't doing it 10 years ago. True. Yeah, and we continue to try to protect politicians' uh, poll numbers, you know,
0: for reasons that are a little too complicated and to get think, into. And
1: I think they way overthink this. I heard uh what's his name, the guy is the head of the the Foreign Relations Committee in the House. He was on one of the shows over the weekend, and he's talking about it's politics driving this. I think I think that Biden. Trump, Obama, maybe early in Obama's term politics mattered, but man, it hasn't mattered for a long time. Nobody's paying any attention. Yeah. You're not going to get dinged for staying or leaving. Nobody's paying any attention at all. Right. So right. The, the idea that you have to do anything to stay or leave for politics is crazy. Nobody's talking about this.
0: Well, something to look forward to is that during the next election cycle, when inevitably girls' schools are bombed and people are getting their heads sawed off and the rest of it, uh, it'll be used as a cudgel by the Republicans against the Biden administration, which is is terribly dishonest, but that's the way politics works.
1: Well, we left Iraq like this, and then something called ISIS sprang up and, you know, took over a whole bunch of the Middle East, you know, whatever it was the size of Texas in like a month. Um, But I don't think the Taliban's planning on that, so... No, they just want to rule their rubble strewn country like it's the
0: year 1200. Yeah. And, and, you know, with all due respect to Trey Gowdy, again, who I admire a great deal, him talking about, well, just because you stopped fighting doesn't mean the war was over. Uh, I think our war is over, and the alternative is a permanent client state where we're in permanent war against the Taliban forever or until the afghan security forces get their act together ha 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 i'm reminded of in vietnam the vietnamese don't say the vietnam war or the war in vietnam they refer to the french war and the american war and various other wars they've had throughout their time the, the, the afghanistan's going to look at our involvement as a historical period of note but you know when it's over it's over
1: Right, and uh, I feel like anybody who ever mentions our longest war or anything like that is by definition lying to me uh, because it hasn't been a war for a very long time. Yeah, just repeating the cliche. Um, uh, While we were on vacation, a transgender woman won Miss Nevada, the Miss Nevada USA pageant, making history, it says here. Well, making history for <laughs> a, a guy win a, a, a female beauty pageant? Yeah, I guess so. I tell you what, let's meet in 50 years. You show me the history book with that in it. Okay. Okay. And uh she is a she at this point as she has done the uh, the whole thing. So uh to be uh, uh politically correct and fair I will call her a she but I still I just I don't I don't know if uh, is it so beauty pageants I guess. Okay. Well, as long as we're on the topic. Tensions rose Saturday between protesters
0: and counter-protesters in LA over a spa incident involving a transgender woman. Last week, a cisgender woman, that's a woman, complained to staff at We Spa in Koreatown after a transgender gal disrobed in a designated women's section of the spa. Quote, it's okay for a man to go into the women's section, show his penis around the other women, young little girls, mm. underage? Mm. The female patron asked staff in a video that went viral on the Twitter, he is not a female. You know, we really ought to have this
1: video. Yeah, I watched it. It was uh, She was angry. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I don't blame her. I would have been beyond anger, angry if my little girl had just seen a penis in there. Yeah,
0: well, a staff member responded, probably correctly, that the facility could not discriminate against the woman based on her gender identity, sparking further outrage among some customers. Another female patron was shown in the video demanding her money back, vowing not to return to the spa. Then demonstrators flocked to Wee Spa, some to protest against the unwanted penis, others to defend the transgender woman's rights. Exchanges broke out between the two groups, with some quarrels escalating to fistfights. One person transported to the hospital.
1: Well, we're going to have to figure this
0: out, ladies and germs. A woman suffered a severe testicular injury. You know, I'm reminded of this, this tweet by uh, Sydney Watson, whose work I do not know. People don't get periods. Women do. People don't get pregnant. Women do. People don't breastfeed. Women do. Being female is not a feeling. It isn't frilly dresses, high heels, long hair, and makeup. I'm sick of seeing my sex erased and trivialized to accommodate everyone else.
1: Well, we're going to have to figure this out. Well, a lot of us already have. <laughs> Well, right, but uh, legally speaking, yeah, uh, we're going to yeah. figure this out. Well, least. you can't have people punching each other in the
0: face in Koreatown every time a penis appears. I mean, it's just—it's untenable. It's no way to run a city on
1: either side of the argument, whether you're a pro penis or anti penis. Certainly, mm-hmm. uh, I have the funniest joke of all time, according to the internet. You know, I'm both pro and anti. Depends on the setting. I'm pro my own. <laughs> oh, yeah. The context matters completely. It's like dogs. One is enough. Context I don't is, want another dog. Context is huge with a penis. I mean, oh, like, oh. well, context is everything, really. Oh, see, absolutely true. Well said. Um, I do have the funniest joke, according to the Internet of all time. <laughs> oh, boy. Which is a good tease, because, uh, you know, I would want to hear what that is. Oh, sure. It's pretty, i got to admit, a couple of the runners-up, I'd like, why, who thought this was funny? But the winning joke's pretty funny. Perhaps okay. you've heard it a hundred times. I don't know, but... Uh, I got some texts on the whole 4th of July, not being patriotic where they live or patriotic where they live. Depends on where you live and whether or not it's just, you know, it's, it's a time when you just, you remember how amazing this country it is, is and what a great thing it was for world history, or you shrink and, and cower and are embarrassed for the flag and the national anthem, like one of our, uh, Olympia Olympians. Who, uh, turned her back on the national anthem? We ought to get into that story. That happened while we were gone, too. Got a lot of it. So weak. Uh, but all that stuff on the way. Text line 415 295 KFTC.
0: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show. Speaking of the Olympics, which we were barely there for a second, the Summer Olympics start this afternoon, or three weeks from now, or I don't have <laughs> any idea when. Eventually, uh, <laughs> in Japan, where they don't want them. <laughs> but perhaps the biggest star for the United States that was going to be like a household name, she is smoking the evil weed, apparently. So uh, we got to we got to talk about that. Hold on for a second, though. We got the funniest joke of all time, according to the internet. There you go. Oh, by the
0: way, I hit my uh, my niece, uh, my my older niece, who were in town to visit, with the uh, the timeless internet question: Would you prefer one hundred duck sized horses or one horse sized duck? Right. She gave it a good solid think, then announced to my surprise, she was going to go with the horse sized duck for the purpose of saddling it and riding it.
1: No, oh, awesome. and it would
0: fly around. We had a brief discussion of the uh, lift capabilities of of, of horse sized ducks whether they could carry a human. But she's very skinny, so we decided, cool. yes,
1: good plan. Um, So we spent, it was the longest vacation the boys and I have ever taken. We did four nights in a hotel, four nights, five days, the longest we've ever taken. Uh, almost uh, made the whole trip without any uh, huge meltdowns, but uh, not quite. Mm. But anyway. um, But at one point, uh, boredom had set in for some reason, and so I Googled funniest joke in the world. Yes. And came up with a couple of examples. Some of them were like, Translated from a foreign language, and it was hard to tell <laughs> in what sense it was a joke or even a sentence. Uh, yeah, Google Translate has its limits. yeah, but uh, this, this was some sort of uh, algorithm came up with this. What's brown and sticky a stick is considered by some people the funniest joke of all time, and I uh, <sighs> again, maybe maybe in a different language that works better. Uh, This was considered uh, by one website, the funniest joke of all time. Texan, where are you from? Harvard graduate. I come from a place where we do not end sentences with prepositions. Texan, okay. Where do you come from, jackass? (laughs) (laughs) I've always enjoyed that one. Yes. But this one is the one that made us laugh. (coughs) Uh, By one, one website called it the funniest joke of all time. Two hunters are out in the woods when one of them collapses. He doesn't seem to be breathing and his eyes are glazed. The other guy whips out his phone and calls emergency services. He asks, My friend is dead. What can I do? The operator says, Calm down. I can help. First, let's make sure he's dead. There's silence. Then a gunshot is heard. Back on the phone, the guy <laughs> says, Okay, now what? <laughs> oh, oh, talk, talk,
0: comedy. <laughs> Dick Cheney there. Let's make sure he's dead. <laughs> I get it. Misunderstanding. <laughs> okay, now
1: what? Oh, they're talking <laughs> past each other is uh, what happened boy. there. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so this really sucks. And I hadn't heard her name, but everybody was going to know her name here in uh, this afternoon or in three weeks whenever the Olympics start. Uh, Shakari Is that how you pronounce her name? Richardson. She's got uh, flowing orange hair. One of those giant, outsized personalities, big, toothy smile, lights up a room. Uh. Just fastest woman in the world. And, you know, that's also one of the marquee sports. We're going to talk about that hammer-throwing woman who turned her back on the national anthem. But nobody watches the hammer throw. This is the 100-meter sprint, fastest woman in the world competition. We were going to win it with this giant personality that was going to be on every dang talk show and billboard in the country. Except she smoked dope. And that's illegal according to the IOC, and she no longer can run in the uh, in that race to be the fastest woman in the world. Um, and uh, AOC, uh, and I agreed with AOC on her on this, not for the same reason. Thought it was uh, that they should definitely reconsider their anti-doping policy since marijuana is legal in over half the states in the United States at this point. Then she went on to say the criminalization and banning of cannabis is an instrument of racist and colonial policy. Okay. Uh, I don't know about that, but it is kind of odd that it is legal in over half the states in the United States, and this woman at some point in the last month, May have smoked marijuana a little bit, and she yeah. can't run in the race.
0: Well, she said her mom passed away, and she was grief stricken, and sought solace in the evil weed, as that is her, uh, her 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 way to cope with that sort of thing. Try uh, God,
1: know, I... not marijuana.
0: Okay, the um, Bible. I tried to get interested in this controversy. I just I think it's one of those you knew what the rules were. You know, if you're incoherent with grief, then as a human being, you absolutely have my sympathy, and I'm really sorry this happened.
1: I feel no need to deliver sermons. Do Uh, you want to have the best runner in the world or not? I do. I care about America. Well, we'll I stood and sang the national anthem the 4th of July. Apparently, you were bad-mouthing America as you want some other country. That's, the fair. Sure. In the world.
0: That's a reasonable argument to make. Uh, the rules are what they are. Change the rules. You don't like the rules, change the rules. You can't selectively enforce the rules based on, well, she's a nice gal and she'd have done great on TV. You can't fix America. Cha- cha- <laughs> change the rules.
1: And if I was Japan and wanted ratings, I'd want her running in a race, too. Here's another thing that happened with athletes while we were gone that is kind of funny. So my whole life, they have been arguing that college athletes should be able to make money. You've got these giant stars, and the university and others are making gazillions of dollars off their likeness, their name, their jersey, their number, and everything like that. They don't get to make a cent. So finally, the Supreme Court weighs in and opens it up. But all my life when they were making this argument, we all assumed it was going to be just the biggest star at your school and not just the hottest star at your school. And what happened immediately when the Supreme Court threw open the doors... For college athletes to make money is it's not the big studly halfback at your college it's some volleyball player girl you've never heard of in your life ah. who happens to look like a model and they are the ones raking in the cash all of a sudden you got these twins who play for fresno state on the women's basketball team nobody cares about fresno state women's basketball except they're both really hot and they're twins and now they've got a giant following and they're making tons of money advertising stuff
0: well i know what i'm doing during the commercial
1: break isn't that funny, though, that when the Supreme Court finally ruled, the whole nature of advertising changed completely. It's not about sports stars. It's about hot chicks. Exactly.
0: Oh, man. Armstrong and Getty.